You're listening to the Pro-Life Ohio podcast presented by Ohio Right to Life. I'm Allie Frazier, the Director of Communications at Ohio Right to Life and your host. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pro-Life Ohio podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have with me Mr. Peter Range. He is the Director of the Office for Life and Justice at the Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Toledo. A little bit of a mouthful, but an amazing role and an amazing guy who is doing awesome work to protect life up in the Toledo, Ohio area. Peter, thank you so much for being on today. Ellie, it's great to be with you. And if your podcasters are actually watching, I apologize for the messy kitchen. My wife will never forgive me uh, for allowing this to be on TV, but nonetheless, that's okay. We'll continue with this, with the interview. (laughs) Hey, you guys are so busy protecting life. I'm sure that the kitchen is not the top priority and it looks fine to me. So Peter, (laughs) thank you so much uh, for being on today. Um, I really was anxious to have you on the podcast because there's been a lot that has been going on um, surrounding sidewalk counseling and a proposed Toledo City Ordinance um, that would really hamper the ability for um, sidewalk advocacy up there. And I knew that you were an expert on this and that you have been working day and night to try to Um, keep this dangerous Toledo City Council ordinance from passing. Can you give us a little bit of background on this ordinance and what it would mean for sidewalk advocates in Toledo? Yeah, Ellie, thank you so much for the opportunity. Let me clarify, first and foremost, I am not an expert in anything. But that being said, here's what I know. In 2017, Toledo City Council came forward and they tried to pass a similar ordinance which would hamper our ability to reach moms in crisis pregnancies or facing an unexpected pregnancy at the local abortion facility. During that time, we garnered support uh, for people to come out and to share that the ordinance that was attempted to pass was really going against a fundamental right we have as citizens here in the United States of America, and that is simply our ability to freely speak um, the truth. And so we were able to defeat that ordinance in 2017, But again, Toledo City Council, uh, with so much to do on their plate, has returned to this hot button issue. And instead of fixing our roads and our sidewalks, are more concerned with restricting our free speech on the sidewalks. And so here at the abortion facility, they're attempting to pass what they have termed the patient safety ordinance. And some of the things, and even the term of the ordinance itself, is that, well, of course, everyone would want patient safety. And so it says you can't do things of the nature of blocking anyone's entrance into the abortion facility, something that we do not do. It said that we don't want to harass anybody going into the abortion facility. Again, something that we do not do. But something that is unique about this particular ordinance this year is that they've put in a little, um, what we would call a buffer zone, where we're not going to be allowed to approach anyone within eight feet that's walking into the abortion facility without their consent. Now, you might also say, well, that also sounds kind of legitimate, right? You don't want to approach anybody um, if you don't have their consent. But here's the issue with that, Allie. Over the past six years, we have 43 mothers now that have chosen life for their unborn children because we've been there to offer them help, uh, whether that was a pamphlet or a brochure with resources in the community they need for help with housing or education or finances, paying bills, whatever it may be including one woman that I reached out personally myself. Her name is Tamisha. She's been on my local radio show as well. And Tamisha, the first two times that I reached out to her, naturally, you know, we have different backgrounds, different races and everything. Um, She was told by the sidewalk escorts that are escorting the women in the building that 
hey, there's going to be some crazy people on the sidewalk. Don't talk to them. So naturally, when I reach out and say, excuse me, miss, I have a brochure for you, she's going to say no. Um, and she did. And she did twice. And good for her. But it was the third time after I approached her car, after she was sitting there for a little while, you could see, you know, normally people jump in their car and they leave right away. Uh, but she was sitting in her car. I walked up to her car and, you know, did the whole, you know, roll down your window a little bit. We got to talking. I offered to adopt her unborn child. The next day she shot me a text and said, I'd love to make an adoption plan with you. And so we sat down the following Friday, the day that she had scheduled the abortion, which would have been her fifth abortion. And uh, we sat down with my wife and I, we made an adoption plan. Two weeks later, after I took her to a local pregnancy center, she saw the little picture of her baby, uh, the ultrasound. And as I dropped her back off at her apartment, she's walking into her apartment. She turns around with tears in her eyes and she says, Peter, would it be okay if I kept my baby? <laughs> yes, Tamisha, absolutely. You can keep your baby. Uh, but we walked through Tamisha through the entire pregnancy. She was actually evicted at one point through her apartment. So we helped her find good housing. We paid for that and everything of that nature. And now Amir Peter, her little child, is a thriving two-year-old young boy. Now, according to this ordinance, which Toledo City Council is trying to pass, I could have been fined $1,000 and I could be in jail because I didn't listen to Tamisha the first two times when she said no, but I followed the Holy Spirit who invited me back over to her car to offer a third time a chance for life. And because I did go up back a third time, despite her first two times saying no, she chose life for her unborn baby. Um, so this ordinance, uh, you know, it's being passed or it's being attempted to be passed right now more than anything to intimidate us pro-lifers on the sidewalk. I've already gotten uh, numerous phone calls from individuals who are asking me, is it okay? Can I go out to pray at the abortion facility? Which of course my answer is a resounding yes. But ordinances like this, they're passed right on the heels of the 40 Days for Life campaign, which we're undertaking, of course, to intimidate pro-lifers and make them question, well, gosh, I don't want to be fined. I don't want to be jailed. And so can I go out? Um, so we're trying to get the information out there that, yes, absolutely, you can go out, that this ordinance has not passed. But even if it does pass, we have to be bold and courageous and continue to go to the sidewalk to offer hope and love to these women in crisis pregnancies because it can make a life-saving difference, as I mentioned. 43 moms now saying yes to life. And so, you know, ultimately for me, uh, this for me at the end of the day is about limiting our free speech and our ability to save lives. Because when we have that free speech and we're able to reach out to those moms uh, in love, in mercy, in truth, they will choose life when they're presented a different option, an option that involves hope and life. And we've seen that 43 times now. So it's unfortunate that Toledo City Council is approaching this issue in this way. Absolutely, and wow, Peter, what a powerful testimony to the power of hope and life and sidewalk advocacy. It's so encouraging. I know that there are so many people up in Toledo who are doing sidewalk advocacy outside of specifically, I know, Capital Care of Toledo, which is the, the main abortion facility that you guys um, have. Um, but there are so many people out there. I know a Students for Life group up there that's been doing amazing work. I believe they actually helped reach out to a clinic escort and was, were able to extend arms of love to her as well. And to hear the stories from the sidewalk of the work you guys are doing is inspiring. And I think one thing that disturbs me the most about this ordinance specifically is a lot of women are just looking for someone to reach out to them. 
um, in love. And that might not be the first time. It might not be the second time. Maybe it's the third. Um, but so many women, and if you look at the statistics, you know this, I'm sure, Peter, but the statistics show that a lot of women choose abortion um, because of stuff like housing insecurities, um, like the lady that you reached out to had and stuff like that. And I view sidewalk advocacy as a community resource because a lot of women are pressured into abortion and don't realize that there are community resources and people who are ready to reach out to them and help overcome any obstacles they might be having to choose life for their for their child. So it's so it's so good to hear you guys getting out there and offering real support to people. Well, Ali, just to that point, you know, if you're pro-choice, you'd really want a woman to know all her options, right? And so we've had sidewalk escorts uh, at the abortion facility who have taken our pamphlets right after we hand them to a young woman who's in need, taken our pamphlets and rip them up right in front of us and right in front of the young woman and then rush her inside the facility. We've had sidewalk escorts who have brought their umbrellas and shoved them right into our faces. I personally have been spit at at the sidewalk, yelled uh, names that I can't repeat on this podcast and uh, flipped uh, the bird more than once or twice. So if there's anybody being harassed on the sidewalk of capital care, it's not the pro-lifers who are doing the harassing, but it's the other way around. Now, I would acknowledge that there's not everyone on the sidewalk that approaches this issue the way that we do through the 40 Days for Life or through our Catholic Charities ministry. I have conversations with those people. You know, I don't think it's the best thing, for example, to blare, um, you know, the gospel over in a microphone or something of that nature. It's not the most convincing thing to me that's going to draw someone to the gospel. Um, but to call the, the gospel harassment, to call, um, you know, just having to raise your voice a little bit to reach out to a mom because it's a busy street um, and you're eight feet away automatically to start with as the individuals drive into the clinic. You have to raise your voice up just a little bit so they can hear you as well. But that's not harassment. You're just trying to reach out and offer them a different choice. So, you know, at the end of the day, I would circle back to that, just that idea of freedom of choice. Do you really want a mother to have all the options in her community? And even if a woman chooses, you know, abortion in that particular situation, you would still want, I would think, if you're on the pro-choice side, that woman to know about other options in the community that can help her with, as you mentioned, housing or it's healthcare or it's food, whatever it may be. So we're trying to get those into the hands of those mothers uh, and fathers so that they can choose life, not only in this situation, but for their current family as well, and, and any future family they might have too. Um, so it's really a holistic approach. We're trying to help moms and dads, um, and we're trying to help families. And it's just unfortunate that the sidewalk escorts and those who are trying to push forward this legislation don't want to help moms holistically as we do. Absolutely. And Peter, I found the exact same thing to be true. I've never had the privilege of being able to do sidewalk advocacy up in Toledo with you guys, but I have done it here in Columbus. And I found the same things to be true um, that you said about the stuff that happens up in Toledo. Clinic escorts, you know, being antagonistic, um, all of the things you mentioned, all of the different harassments and stuff you've experienced, I have as well um, with uh, different pro-choice people down here in Columbus. Um, but it is discouraging um, to see clinic escorts and to see abortion facilities trying to block women from secondary options because there are other options. I remember one of the best conversations I ever had on the sidewalk was with a father um, who thought abortion was his family's only choice to be able to, you know, take care and provide for their family. And I remember he looked so sad and I, I yelled over to him, hey, man, like I'm praying for you because he looked so distraught. 
And, um, I, you know, I was able to talk to him and I was like, Hey, like what's going on. And he opened up that, you know, they were short on money and he wasn't sure if they could, you know, take care of, of, you know, another child. And they already had several. And I reached out to him and gave him information for a pro-life pregnancy center, because I was like, Hey, there are people out there who are ready to help you. Like there is community support. And the abortion clinic didn't tell him that, you know, they didn't see his sorrow and kind of his, him wrangling with what was the best way to protect his family. And um, they didn't give him those options um, the way that, you know, a sidewalk advocate would. So I think in terms of, of kind of understanding how important sidewalk advocacy is, is we really are filling a gap in the community to be able to meet people where they're at and see if we can help and, and serve them with whatever need they have. That's right, Allie. And I think another important uh, point of this ordinance is you know, the things that they try to address in the ordinance, uh, whether that's not blocking someone going into the facility, whatever it may be, this is already on the books in Toledo. So it's just putting law on top of law. It's unnecessary. It's unneeded. And it's going to lead to lawsuits against the city. It's going to lead to unnecessary money that's spent by Toledo City Council as we fight back against it. And in fact, there's already been a case at Capital Care where someone was um, unlawfully prosecuted for you know, what they called was uh, this situation. And the city of uh, Toledo lost the case and they had to pay the legal fees of that individual that they prosecuted. Um, so it's just going to bring up more cases of that nature. And, you know, to the point, you know, one of the things that I try to do is reach out to those fathers who are with uh, their wives or their significant others as well. And there was another circumstance was that when I was at the abortion facility and a man, um, you know, was kind of hesitant about talking with me. Uh, but finally got an opportunity to walk with him as he walked into the family dollar across the street. Now, he invited me to go ahead and walk with him across the street, but if you weren't next to each other and you couldn't hear our conversation, it may have looked like I was following him into the family dollar or something of that nature. So again, how are you going to prosecute this particular loss? When we made it into the family dollar away from all the noise of the sidewalk, this man uh, broke down and started crying and told me about his difficulty in paying the bills and the struggles he was having at work and so on and so forth. And we were able to help him and direct him to um, alternatives that he could use to help his family. But again, from the outside looking in, that could have looked like I was harassing him, following him into the family dollar, when in fact, he had invited me to walk with him to get to a place where we could have that conversation and show him all the plethora of opportunities there were for him to take care of his family in the community. So again, I think Toledo City Council has to think about how is this actually helping individuals in their city um, fully thrive? And when you, we cut off opportunities for these people to hear about the other opportunities there are in the community for help, we do a disservice to them, unfortunately. Absolutely. No, yeah, I agree. It's this kind of stuff can be tricky. Um, and I think that making sure that everyone involved is safe is important, but clearly this council, um, this city council ordinance will not um, help to that point at all. And knowing where capital care is placed and how it has sidewalk around it, imposing that eight foot buffer zone is, is going to be a, a tricky matter indeed and will be detrimental to the community. So thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. Peter, what kind of stuff are you guys doing to try to, to fight back against this Toledo City Ordinance and ensure that women have advocates and, and fathers do as well. Yeah, thanks so much for the question, Allie. And this is where everyone listening to this podcast can really be of great service to us. So the number one thing we wanna do is to pray. 
you know, when we're facing situations like this, we're not just facing an ordinance from Toledo City Council, but we're facing, um, quite frankly, uh, the larger issue of the evil of abortion. And I think it was Dr. Peter Kreft from Boston College said, well, he said two things that I've always kind of carried with me. One, an issue like abortion, which is just so wrong and so evil, it takes the life of an unborn child, it wounds mothers and fathers. There's only one place that this issue can come from, and that's from the pits of hell. So we need to be on our knees and pray that ordinances like this are defeated, first and foremost. So please pray for the city council members. Pray for us who are on the front lines trying to make sure Toledo City Council votes against this. Two, um, or secondly, it's really helpful when we have individuals from across the state who are willing to stand up with one voice and to reach out to Toledo City Council members individually and to do it in charity and in love, uh, but just to send them an email and just say, hey, I heard about this patient safety ordinance. I don't even live in the city of Toledo, but I think it's important uh, for the rights of free speech of wherever we live in the state of Ohio, uh, that individuals have the ability to reach out to moms in need. We know that the pro-choice side has, you know, NARAL and other organizations have made it really easy for those people to reach out to Toledo City Council. So we wanna email each city council member individually to let our voice be heard. And Ali, I'll send you a, just a list of talking points. Maybe you can put it up on your website if people are looking for that, as well as email addresses for um, all the Toledo City Council members. I mean, you can find it pretty easy just by Googling Toledo City Council. But if it's all up there on the Ohio Right to Life website, that would be a tremendous uh, help to us. We can do that. Council members, thank you so much. Emailing these council members and letting the truth be known in love uh, will make a tremendous impact. I touched base with one city council member and he let me know, hey, we've gotten 300 uh, emails from the pro-choice side and only 60 from the pro-life side. So we want to even that out a little bit um, and we want to make sure that they know that Northwest Ohio is a pro-life part of the state and that we want our free speech rights ultimately to be protected because this issue, again, it goes much farther beyond the issue of abortion. Um, we want the ability um, in our culture and society, and unfortunately we see it too often being attacked at this time in human history, but we want the ability just to present the truth in love in our culture and society. And this is just one more way that progressive left ideas are kind of attacking individuals on our side, the pro-life side, to be able to present that truth and love. And that's really unfortunate. Again, if we're for choice, we should be for the choice uh, to give that choice for life to those moms as well. So one is to pray, two is to reach out to Toledo City Council, which would be a tremendous help for us on the ground. Perfect. Awesome. Peter, we can definitely do that. And Behind the scenes, Ohio Right to Life has been trying to send people, um, you know, the information to be able to email. Um, we sent out an email to our entire email list saying, hey, this is important. This will, you know, have a devastating impact for women, for sidewalk advocacy if it does pass, and urging people to email the members of the Toledo City Council and urge them to vote no on the patient um, safety proposed ordinance. And I will as well drop the um, information uh, that you send me, Peter, that has um, the different information about everybody's emails and stuff here in the description of both this podcast audio version and the podcast video version. So it's easy. This is public information. It's a great way to respectfully 
urge the Toledo City Council members to stand for women, to stand for sidewalk advocacy and make sure that women are not further distanced from community resources. So Peter, we are so, we feel so honored to be able to try to help you guys' efforts up there, even from here in Columbus, um, because we know that you're doing good work, that you're saving lives um, and that you are empowering women and families. So thank you so much for that. Thanks, Allie, really appreciate the opportunity. And you said it exactly the way that we wanna say it up here is that free speech saves lives. And so that's why we wanna be able to continue to reach out in freedom to these moms in need and hope that over the next couple of years, we'll have 43 more lives saved that we'll be able to report because we defeat this ordinance. I love it. And I think we can get there. Fantastic. Well, Peter, thank you so much for being on the Pro-Life Ohio podcast today. How can people connect with you and uh, your organization and uh, what they are doing for life? Yeah, thanks so much. Um, so catholiccharitiesnwo.org is a great place to start. You can also go to the 40 Days for Life website. We're engaged in that campaign right now. And, you know, you find the little Toledo campaign, all my contact information, including my cell phone is up there. So don't abuse that. Don't text me after 11, but not just <laughs> Uh, but you're welcome to reach out to me. You know, I love fighting for life and it's just so very important this time in human history that we do. Ali, if I just might finish this way too, you know, this is the foundational life issue. I work in a myriad of different life issues. I believe in individuals' right to immigrate. I believe in individuals' right to, you know, good education, good health care. But until we can fight and say that every single human person has the right to life, we can't legitimately say they have any of the other rights. And so let's get this first foundational issue right, and then we'll build that culture of love and um, of peace that we all desire, the kingdom of God here on earth. Absolutely. The right to life is the first and most important human right. Amen, sister. Could not agree anymore. Sweet. Well, Peter, thank you so much for being willing to connect with us here, and we will continue to advocate with you guys for life um, and all of your efforts that are going up in Toledo. And uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks, Ali. God be with you. You're listening to the Pro-Life Ohio podcast, brought to you by Ohio Right to Life. Founded in 1967, Ohio Right to Life, with more than 45 chapters and local affiliates, is Ohio's oldest and largest grassroots pro-life organization. Recognized as the flagship of the pro-life movement in Ohio, Ohio Right to Life works through legislation and education to promote and defend innocent human life from conception to natural death. We are Pro-Life Ohio, and we will end abortion.